and on, even as I go into his word, as I speak, as we go through, as we talk daily, there's a reason to praise him. You get songs come to your mind because everything that you say, you can make a song out of it and lift him up and give him thanks. Alan said something which seems to tie in into what I want to talk about this morning. It's about our walk with God, walking with the Lord, walking in the light of his word. You see, we can't do it on our own. But in him and through him, we can do all things. Because he's the one who gives us strength. He's Lord Almighty. He's Elohim. He's El Shaddai. There's no God like him. No other God before him. No other God beside him. No other God can take his place. He's God Almighty. He's Jehovah Jireh, the one who provides for us. He's Jehovah Rapha, the one who heals us. He's Lord Abana. Even as we sing songs unto him, he inhabits those songs, his praises. He manifests himself more and more daily as we look up to him, as we rely on him, just as a father and a child walk side by side. That is what God wants us to do with him. That we put our hands into his mighty hands and he takes us through. He takes us through the issues of life, the challenges, the pitfalls, things that we think are insurmountable, things that we think, oh, no, I can't make it. I can't do it. No more. I give up. He's the God who says to us, you can do it. Come on, my child. Come with me. Just look up to him. Just look at this. Marvel at a child who looks longingly into the face of his father. Sometimes I see some of these things here in church. I see Luke and his son. You see how he looks longingly into his father's eyes. He lifts up his arms to be lifted up. That is what God wants from us and of us. Stretch out our hands to him and asking him to pick us up. And when he lifts us up, we don't look down and say, ooh, that drop is great. Am I going to fall? You see how a child just looks at the father. Doesn't even cling on usually. Just stays there. The father holds embraces and keeps them makes sure that they don't drop they don't fall that is what god wants of us and wants from us total reliance which is why we sang the song about trust as when we walk with him in the light of his word that glory shines before us you see and as his glory shines nothing can take you away from him nothing can take you down because the glory of the Lord breaks and destroys all things. things. There's power in that. There's victory in it. There's no God like him. No other God before him. No other God beside him. No other God can take his place. He alone is Lord. He is worthy to be praised and adored. Even as we lift up holy hands in one accord together. Singing blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He is worthy to be praised and adored. How do we walk with God? How do we walk God's way? Obviously, he has a master plan. Can I try this now? Obviously, he has a master plan. Yeah, it's working now. Obviously, he has a master plan. And it's like any manufacturer. They know the blueprint of their product. He made us. 
He knows what we can take, how far we can go. He knows what is good for us. He knows things that will move us along. So as we walk with him, he puts all those things in place. Sometimes it doesn't seem like anything is happening. And during that time, he's working in the background, causing all things to work work together for our good. He puts them all together. That's the God we serve. That's the God we, we know about. And that's the one that we should rely on totally. This morning, we'll go through a few scriptures. Can we please turn to Isaiah 30, 21? Isaiah 30, 21. You see, so when we are walking in our daily life, we should be attentive. You see, there's so much noise in the world. You may be aware of some of it, you may not be. It doesn't mean that that noise doesn't exist. Our antennae must be focused. They must be ready to home in on the sound, a specific sound. And that specific sound is the sound that God is making. His voice, what is he saying? What is he saying? Are you hearing him? To be able to hear him, you must tune the antenna to his frequency. God talks in a, from at, in a particular frequency. The devil speaks as well. Who do you hear? What voice do you hear? His word tells us, my sheep know my voice. Are we hearing his voice when he speaks? So here it tells us clearly. And your ears will hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. So in our walk, however we are walking, you see, we must be ready to hear. We must be tuned in so that when he speaks, we hear. We may be going that way, but then we hear him. We stop and listen. Yes, my child, go, continue. Or no, turn around, go back, go forward, stand still. He talks all the time. Have we got our spiritual antennae ready? And tuned in to hear him when he speaks. He's saying here, and your ears will hear a word behind you. You must, you will hear the word only when you are listening. So at all times, we need to be listening clearly so we can hear what he's saying. So in no matter what the direction that we take, we must hear him when he speaks because he'll give us direction, clear instruction, clear direction as to where to go and what to do. We continue in that same vein. We go further down to Isaiah 40. So if we turn to Isaiah 40, 28, going down to 31. You see, in walking God's way, he is the one who will enable us. He will give us strength. We can't do it in our own strength. We're not strong enough to do it. We'll see here in the scripture, as it says clearly, starting from verse 28. Have you not known, have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not faint or grow weary. There's no searching of his understanding. You see, he never grows weary. You cannot search his understanding. The foolishness I'm just this on aside. The foolishness of God is better than the wisest person that we have on this earth. 
what we would class as his foolishness. But God is never foolish. He always has a plan. He always knows what he's doing. As we continue, verse 29, he says, He gives power to the faint and weary. And to him who has no might, he increases strength, causing it to multiply and making it abound. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall feebly stumble and fall exalted. But those who wait for the Lord, it's got in brackets there, who expect, look for, and hope in him, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God. As eagles mount up to the sun, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. See, as we walk with him, this is what happens to us. We are strengthened. Just as the eagle flies towards the sun so high up, we will walk close to God. We want to draw ever ever and ever closer to him. Because he's the one who gives us that strength. He's the one who directs us. He makes all things new. He causes all things to work together for our good. So you see, as we walk with him, this is what happens. We need to continue our walk with him and never forget. But you see, to be able to do this, we must be wise. We must be wise. And wisdom, true wisdom, can only be given from above. It's God alone who can give us true wisdom. There's a difference between wisdom and knowledge. You can know stuff by reading, finding out about it, doing research. You get to know it. You can even become an expert on a particular thing. But wisdom is not like that. Wisdom is much more than knowledge. You see, if you know something and you can't do anything with it, you are not wise. A wise person knows, has the knowledge, and applies that knowledge and gets an outcome. Now, if you can't apply that knowledge and get an outcome, that is not wisdom. And wisdom is God's way. To be wise, you must be humble. There must be humility. So you shouldn't have all those uh, around you thinking you're the sweetest thing on the planet Earth or the best thing around. You're not. You're not. Very soon, you will see that, oh, I got it wrong. I'm not all that I thought I was. I'm not who I thought I was. So, to be wise people are humble. They don't lift themselves up above other people. It's better to sit in the back and be raised, be lifted up, than to put yourself forward thinking you're all that, thinking you've arrived, thinking you're the best thing since sliced bread. Remember that. You need to humble yourself. Humility is key in our walk with God. God detests the proud. He doesn't like pride. That's one thing that that was a contributing factor to Satan being kicked out of heaven. Pride. You see, pride will cause your downfall. So let's steer well clear of it. And any person who is wise will avoid pride. Rather, be humble. As I've pointed out earlier, wisdom and knowledge, yes, 
wisdom is applied knowledge and to be truly wise you need god's hand in it as a child of god it's like is it, you've got his blueprint you've got the template of god he's made you he knows what will get you to wherever you're going sometimes you want to go from a to b and you see okay that's a that's b all right just step there and go there and you've arrived but you see it doesn't always happen that way and when you walk with wisdom you won't just get up and go do it you seek the face of your father you remember i said earlier on as we walk our antennae should be tuned in to the frequency god is speaking through or in so that you can hear because unknown to you there could be things along that journey even though it seems short or the shortest or shorter than the other lengthy one there may be pitfalls there there may be serpents lying in wait for you there may be issues that will hold you back things that will allow you not things that will not allow you to get to be at all god may say to you if you're listening to him if you're wise and if you're walking with him, you say, my child, stand still, wait. Now is not the time to go. And you'll be wondering, what do you mean now is not the time to go? I don't have time. Everybody, don't you see everybody else has gone? They've all arrived. They've made it. We do that, don't we? Because we look around us. We've all got our journeys and our destinies mapped out. We don't all arrive at a destination at the same time. We arrive differently. Some of us are set up to pick people along. That's our work. We have to encourage people along the journey. So as you encourage people, it takes you a longer time to get there. Your brother, your sister may have arrived well ahead of you. But you on the journey, like the good Samaritan, he stopped his journey to take care of someone. Perhaps you are like that. Perhaps I'm like that. Perhaps we are all like that. I don't know. We arrive at destinations differently, different times, doing different things. So the fact that you've not arrived doesn't mean you not get there. Because God has a way of working. He has a way of turning things around. Perhaps in your journey, in your walk, you'd achieve a lot more along the way. You'd probably in the process be able to minister to maybe 10, 20, 50, 100, even a million people as you go along the way on your journey. It may take you 10 years to get there. It may take someone else a couple of months. It doesn't matter. We don't need to look at A, arriving at destination and you talk to yourself, oh, A and B are the same. How come A has arrived and B hasn't got there yet? We do that a lot, don't we? But we need to turn our eyes onto Jesus. We need to tune our ears. The antennae, spiritual antennae, must be alert so we can hear. Tuned into that frequency so that when he speaks, we hear him clearly. You see, at the beginning we said, whether you turn to the left or to the right, you clearly hear him. Unless you hear him. It's not just hearing. Hearing and doing. Many times we'll probably hear. 
but not do because it doesn't suit us because we're thinking oh no surely god has missed something here hasn't he he's forgotten oh he's forgotten that i should have arrived last year um so how come he's saying this now oh maybe it's not god speaking at all maybe i'm his head so i'm going to do it anyway but you see the god that we serve he's interesting he'll probably just look at you but you find that you ain't you're not going anywhere you go around in circles you go around in circles and not make progress until that plan, that purpose that he has for you is achieved, is fulfilled. So why not make it easier for ourselves in the, begin- I mean, in the first place by tuning in so we can hear, listen and hear. You see, when you hear, it means more than likely. There is hearing and there's hearing, isn't there? Because there's the type of hearing that goes in and straight back out. But there is another type, true hearing, goes in there, processed, take it in, and you do it. That's true hearing. That's the kind of thing that we should be doing. That's the kind of thing that God wants us to do. We must be hearers and doers of his word. True hearing, when I say hearers. So let's remember that we shouldn't go out and do things our own way. But hear him, and I mean true hearing and doing it, because that's a wise thing to do. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. We should respond to what God is saying. We should look at things from God's perspective. How does God see this? How would God do this? How would God expect me to do this? Would he expect me to go on a rant about something that has really irritated me or would he want me to and this is hard for me and for I don't know about you I can only talk about me sometimes you think somebody has offended you so much oh no he comes how could you do that you're not meant to do that no I'm not going to yeah I'm going to show you I'm going to tell you I'll tell you off where does that lead us to we don't get anywhere because sometimes that simply inflames the issue or the matter even more. I'm a work in progress. I am work in progress. I'm confessing to you this morning. I am work in progress. I have a challenge with that sometimes. How could I look at somebody who has, in my view, wronged me? How could you say that? How could you do that? And then walk gently to the person. Oh, hello, Michael. Any Michael here? I'm just not directed at you if there's a Michael here. <laughs> hello, Michael. Oh, can we go for a cup of tea? Put your arm around the one. How could you do that? Would you do that? I'm working progress. That takes some doing. And it's only God that will enable you to come to that point where you can do that. You see, because... You reacting in another way could simply inflame the whole situation, even though you may not be wrong and you may actually be entitled to respond that way. The question is, is that the way to respond? Is that the way God would respond? 
Is that the way he would want you to respond? He would, no. Is that the way he would want me to respond? I think not. Which is why I said I'm working in progress. It's not an easy thing. Left to my own devices, I'll go marching. I like things to be done. Done. Off we go. Next thing. But sometimes it's not like that. You have to take a step back. And sometimes you have to really chill. And that's hard for me. Just sit. You know, another confession. (laughs) It's confession day today. Listen, when you come up here to speak, to bring God's word, it's not an easy thing. It's not. You don't just want to go, oh, come, turn up, open the Bible, beep, 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 okay, there, bam, there we go. It doesn't work. It's not just about speaking or reading the scriptures. You must hear. Sometimes I think, okay, God, what would you want me to say? You don't hear anything. It's okay, you're going to help God along. So you start trying to get scriptures, putting stuff together, and you find that you struggle. You're struggling. Now it's just not gelling. It's not coming together. Because you see, it's not about me coming here just to talk. It's about, you see, every Sunday, I believe this, not just every Sunday, every time somebody brings God's word, God has a plan. Perhaps that day, there is a message for somebody and only he knows who needs a particular thing on a particular day. So you need to tune, listen, prepare. And that's not easy. Because like I said to you before, I like, okay, what's the task? Okay, what are the resources? Right, okay, here we go, put them together. Bam, 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 done. Here we go, there you are. But with God, it doesn't work that way. You wait and wait and wait. You start preparing. Then you chuck it out because it's not right. Then you do it again and you chuck it out. Sometimes it takes till the last, maybe a day, two days before, before you actually get it. Because you see, whatever you're bringing must sit in your spirit. It must be from God. It must sit in there and must flow. And you must allow yourself to be used. If it's not what God has planned for that day, you will struggle. It's, a, it's about flowing and allowing yourself to be used as a vessel. So you come, you've prepared, you come, you've heard him, you bring the message. You are purely a vessel. That's it. You're only a vessel. So he speaks, and that message is probably meant for just one person that day. That's his plan. I don't know. That's his plan. That's the way he works. But you see, <laughs> I, in, I, I did struggle a few times initially. I was just thinking, okay, okay, I, I, just going. But it wasn't, I mean, it just didn't work. I, you, you don't feel easy. You must feel a release to be able to bring it. And if I don't feel it, I, I just can't do it. So, again, it comes back to what I was saying. The antennae must be tuned to the frequency. As it's tuned in, you hear him. And you find that you're putting stuff together. You put stuff together. And sometimes, even after I've done that, I come and stand there. 
I've written a few things down, put Bible scriptures. And you start speaking, and before long, you know, you're not even looking at that anymore. The thing is just coming, and you're talking about different things. That's God. That's how he works. I, do, I can't explain it, but that's how he works. He chooses how he will do this. He chooses how he will bring his message. So let's remember that. Let's be tuned in at all times. Let's walk with him, because as we walk with him, we see things from his perspective more and more. We understand things from God's way more and more. We begin to do things how Jesus would do things more and more. So you see, I've confessed to you today that I would generally like to have A, B, C, D. What do we need for A? What do we need for B? What do we need for C? Okay, put them together. That's it, done. No, but it doesn't work that way. Sometimes A doesn't need resource A. A may need resource K. That's how God works, because he's able to put all things together. He changes it, he turns it around. That's his plan. And we just have to flow with him. You can only flow with him as you walk with him. Can you imagine? I'm, he's, God is walking along that path, and then I decide to walk there. I can't, there's no way we can flow. We need to be in the same direction. We flow together. You hear him as he speaks, and then you release. You hear him, and you do. You hear him, and you continue walking with him. That's the way we need to do it. That's our God for us. You see, so God's perspective is important. So it's about perhaps not generally reacting the way we want to react to people who have done us wrong, in our view, but asking ourselves or seeking the face of God, Father, this bit in me wants to react this way, but I know that is not your way. I release myself unto you. Show me, help me deal with this. And it's not easy. Trust me. Looking at the person who has done that thing to you and saying to them, oh, I use Frank this time. No, Frank here? Frank? Okay. So we can use Frank. Frank, can we meet at midday? Just um, maybe have a cup of coffee, just have a little chat. And then you go have the coffee and you're the one who's going to buy for Frank in spite of Frank hurting you. Can you do you see where I'm going with this? Now, you like this. Well, I can't use the Samaritan thing because the good Samaritan had not been hurt or offended by the one who was on the roadside. But I'm taking this scenario where the one has offended you or hurt you, but then you going out of your way to buy them a coffee and to have a chat about, let's say, a chat about it with them. And sometimes you can start the conversation and they go off at a tangent saying, when did that happen? When did I do that? No, I didn't. They're not even aware that they've done any such thing to you. Meanwhile, there's you seething in there, boiling, your blood boiling, and thinking, I'm going to show him, I'm going to show her. But the one is not even aware of what they've done. So you see, that's why Jesus wants us to do it his way. We draw close to them and let it go. And love them, because that's what God will do. That's what Jesus will do. Love them. Love the unlovable. God, that's hard, isn't it? How could you love people who are unlovable? 
I don't know. My mind is telling me that won't work. But you see, with God, all things are possible. Even after he had been whipped, pierced, mocked, spat on, and all that, he asked for forgiveness for the people, didn't he? So that's what Jesus would do. We need to let go because that frees us too. You see, it's interesting. Where did that one come from? This, you see, this was what I was saying. I hadn't planned to say this, but that's God doing what he wants to do. Solomon is an example of walking and hearing God. What did Solomon do? Solomon asked for one thing, wisdom. He sought the face of God and asked for wisdom. And when he was given this, what did he do? He was grateful and gave thanks. He offered sacrifice. He acknowledged that God had given him that wisdom and offered the sacrifice. And you see, he was given that kind of... Solomon didn't ask for wealth. He could have easily. Oh, make me the richest person on this earth. Maybe God would have done it. But because he moved away from that and wanted to be able to govern God's people the right way, God's way, God saw that, okay, this is somebody with whom he could work or somebody he could use. So in addition to that great wisdom, he gave him wealth and all that. We know that story, so I'll probably not read that. But you see, that calling on God and walking with him gave him the ability to judge correctly. Otherwise, how would he have been able to say to the two women who were fighting over a child, a baby, that, okay, slice them in two? I mean, he could probably, if he wasn't that wise, if he didn't have the godly sort of wisdom, he could probably have said, okay, we need to investigate and find out, dig, 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 and find out more about the background of these people to see who actually truly was the parent or mother of this baby. But you see, because he had wisdom from above, he didn't do that. He said, all right, let's slice the baby in two. And I'm sure most parents would not stand by to have their baby sliced in two. You'd rather say, okay, all right, you have it. That's exactly what happened. When that happened, he knew who the true mother was. That's the kind of wisdom that God gives if you allow him. Let's look again. If, my, if the verses I read are slightly different, that's because I'm reading from the amplified version. So just bear that in mind. Let's look again at um, Proverbs 9.10. Proverbs as the book of wisdom, Proverbs chapter 9. See, it says, what's wisdom? And then we've got it. The reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is insight and understanding. So as we know him, we get insight and understanding. But as you fear him and do what he asks you to do, that's the beginning of wisdom. 
fearing the Lord. That's the beginning of wisdom. Another one. And again, as we go down, sorry, one more verse, if we look at 11. For me, wisdom from God allows your days to be multiplied. So again, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Knowing the Holy One, Christ, is, gives you insight and understanding. And even it says, wisdom from God shall cause your days to be multiplied and the years of your life shall be increased. So it brings life. So fear, life, knowledge, understanding. These are your keys for living a true life, a fulfilled life. Let's bear that. Let's look at another one. Matthew 7, 24. Matthew chapter 7. So everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them, that's obeying them, will be like a sensible, as prudent, practical, wise man who built his house upon the rock. Stability. It's staying. So if you hear and do, it's not just hearing, but the doing bit is crucial. You must do. And to be able to do, you need to walk with God, see his ways. Um, the presence of the Lord will direct you. The voice of the Lord will direct you. He will show you the way in which to go. So, again, wisdom. Wisdom is more than just knowing, but knowing and doing. And it's important that we all crave wisdom. Because by being wise, we get blessing. It brings blessing. It gives us life. It gives us hope, and it's key to everlasting happiness. Wisdom, in Proverbs 16, 16, it talks about wisdom being better than gold. Can you imagine that? It's in the world, it's the other way around, isn't it? Having everything, all the riches, all the gold on the earth, is preferable by some people to being wise. But you see, wisdom will enable you to get all these things in addition. So, I'll end with this. Proverbs 4, 4 to 8. He taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get skillful and godly wisdom. Get understanding. That's discernment, comprehension, and interpretation. Do not forget and do not turn back from the words of my mouth. So he's saying that do not forget and do not turn back from the words of my mouth. Forsake not wisdom and she will keep, defend, and protect you. Love her and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is get wisdom, that's skillful and godly wisdom. 
And with all you have gotten, get understanding. That's discernment, comprehension. Prize wisdom highly and exalt her, and she will exalt and promote you. So if wisdom is up there, wisdom shall cause you to be promoted. She will bring honor when you embrace her. So remember, wisdom will exalt you. Wisdom will bring honor if it's something that you truly crave. And that's what God wants for us. He wants us to walk with him at all times. As we walk with him, we become wise. We get wisdom. Ask, ask. If you don't ask God for wisdom, you're not going to get it. You need to ask. You need to ask him for it. Ask him at all times. You can see First Kings, I don't read these because of time. First Kings 3, 8 to 15, it talks about asking. Ephesians 1, 17, again shows us we need to ask for wisdom. Wisdom from above. It's only he who can give us wisdom. So let's remember, we need to be tuned in to him, to his frequency, to hear him at all times. We can't, do, we can't go through this life without wisdom. And it's wisdom from above that we need, not the sense knowledge that we have here on earth. Yes, because there's a lot of knowledge. Knowledge abounds. Knowledge everywhere. But it's not the same as wisdom. Yeah? So that's, that's what we need to remember in our daily walk. We need to crave wisdom. We need to hear from God. We need to hear him as we walk. And we are not to walk alone. We are to walk with him at all times as we walk with him in the light of his word. His glory shines on our way. It shines before us. You see, that same word, it's, a, it's like a light to our path and a lamp to our feet. It gives us direction. That's what wisdom does, does for us, the wisdom of God. Amen? Amen? Let's remember that wisdom, 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 wisdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is well. It is well.